drink beer, think beer. You're listening to Broodlands. I would give all of my fame for a pot of ale and safety. That's from William Shakespeare in the play Henry V. That would be a lot uh, be a lot of fame you'd be giving up, too, if that was your own personal quote. That's true. I prefer to just give up safety and only drink beer. <laughs> Actually, from Henry V, by the way. You're the founder of Breakout Media, and that's a lot of fame just around that. Yeah, but there's not a lot of safety. That's why I have a whole no, retinue of true. bodyguards protecting true. me. And really, the uh, with the prairie mob coming after us, we <laughs> saw that uh, my bodyguard force... Which I like to call B-hole force. That's right. full effect. And every time they have to pick you up and as you're running, you have to sing, I will always love you to That's them. That's right. <laughs> Just as slow as possible. Exactly. They have, they have to match my pace in singing. <laughs> it's really the beat. It's going like 24 beats a second, but it's a really a second, weird but, setup. But a minute. <laughs> really weird requirement you have of them. I guess 24 beats a second would be like, like <laughs> a some, lot. some EDM or something. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty, pretty quick. Pretty quick little song. <laughs> Welcome to episode uh, 90 of Brew Bloods. We are back. A good friend, our, uh, apparently our home away from it's home. our nurturing biosphere of a of, good friend. Of good friend, yeah. We're here constantly. In fact, I think my butt is starting to grow into these benches <laughs> here, a good friend. Yeah, there was a little time constraint today. We were going to go somewhere different, but then we're like, this is right here, and uh, they have stuff that we want to review. So, And there's also an equipment constraint because uh, yeah, we decided to bring back the break room, and we decided to shift all our equipment up north, up to yeah. BFE in Plano. And all of our good equipment has gone up to uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Right. So he now houses it in his uh, break room tower. So. I don't really claim that show or that person, so I don't really know what you're Even talking about. Even though you're about. on it. You can listen to it at breakroom.tv. <laughs> but all of our good equipment went up there, so we're uh, stuck on our portable studio. Which is funny, because that's the bad show. We put all the good equipment with the bad yeah. show. But he had one good mic, and we couldn't have two crap mics. So. <laughs> right, exactly. So we're, You don't care about our technical problems. No. You just care what we're reviewing. We're in kind of a middle period right now. We need to acquire some new equipment right. and... Uh, set everything back up and all that jazz, yes. but that's pulling back the curtain way too far. Yeah, pulling back. Stuff, no one cares. Pulling back the kimono. There's way too many nipples being yeah. exposed here. If you care, let us know. And not the good, not the good nipples. At Brew Bloods on Twitter, let yeah. us know that you give a crap about <laughs> yeah. that. Because so, uh, today we're going to be talking about nine to three a little later. It's in a little microbrewery out of uh, another microbrewery Spoiler out of Texas. Spoiler alert! Uh, but uh, one Javi Fuentes, Fuentes from Central Track, um, sent us an article and doesn't sound like a real name, but. It's not. It's it's a it's a it's a pen name. <laughs> gotcha. It's a total pen name. It, um, it's his William Shakespeare name. Yeah, Big Texas Beer Fest. The the mob from Big Texas Beer Fest is after him. Oh, fair enough. Central yeah. Track. So he uh, tagged us on Facebook and wanted us to discuss this article from PorchDrinking.com. The headline is "Brews Discuss the Pros and Cons of Cellaring." So pretty straightforward. The site every beer drinker reads daily. That's right for successful beer drinkers. <laughs> right. So basically, the uh, team over at PorchDrinking.com. How big's um, the team, Mark? I don't know. Like at least one person. Yeah. At least. It's at least a one-man team. It's at least the top half of one person. <laughs> <laughs> they may not have the, anything below the waist, right. but they're, they're at least half a person. <laughs> so they got uh, Jason Perkins from Allagash. They got Jeremy Kosmicki from Founders, the brewmaster there. Good Brian shoots. Simpson, the PR director and employee owner of New Belgium. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Schmeggy, I'm going to say. Sure. sure. Assistant brewmaster over to Shoots. Uh, Josh Rapp, Fred Rizzo, and Eddie Parker from Avery. And just a generic comment from Half Acre Brewing. Yeah, of course. And they basically want to gather their opinion about what do you think about people selling your beer. And really, nine out of ten comments in this article are pretty much, you should drink our beer fresh. Really, Deschutes is the only one that takes the kind of middle road when they said... They said it can be fun to do. Yeah, they said... Uh, don't do it all the time. 
Yeah, choosing which beers to sell is critical. Higher alcohol, malt forward beers often sell better than real hoppy beers because the oxidation that occurs through the aging process is often noticed in hops first. Yeah, that's sure. basically it. And I don't think this should be a surprise. I mean, I understand why certain beers brewers want you to drink fresh, but as we discussed, I think it was last week, talking about Bigfoot, right? that certain beers are meant to age like a barley wine. Yeah, and this has come up before specifically with Founders and specifically with the KBS because it's one of those, you know, it's harder to find type beers, and let's say you get two or three or four of them, and maybe you don't just want to plow through them immediately. Mm. You kind of want to age them. It is, an, it is a stout. It is, an, it is an imperial stout. Right. So you would think it would age well. They claim it doesn't age well. Uh, I think you've had conflicting occurrences of that. Like of I founders? Think, yeah, I think you had an older KBS that you said didn't taste that well, that good. Yeah, it definitely. It's it's the rare occasion when it did not. When I, of course, I had it back to back with a Prairie Bomb. Oh, okay. Which was probably more fresh. I think the KBS was probably about a year old. Sure. But yeah, the KBS in comparison did not drink at all what I remembered it. Yeah. Being fresh. So of course. Yeah, don't go get uh, plenty of the older and then age it for four years. Yeah. I mean, there are some beers that you don't age, but like you said, there are some that specifically they want to age. I mean, look yeah. at Dogfish. You right. go get a 120, that's a high, that's a hoppy IPA, and yeah. they say ages well. It's printed right on the label. And conversely, Stone has the Enjoy By series. Yeah, exactly. Which they should enjoy by this date, or don't sure. drink it. So I, mean, I think it's kind of a ridiculous argument to have a blanket statement on it either way. I think it depends on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a little annoying if <clears throat> I mean I wouldn't even say it's annoying if you want to be a guy that gets a bunch of cellared beers yeah. and that's your thing then go do it who cares I mean, cellar it right don't don't cellar it in the uh, garage like I used to yeah with no uh, you know no cooling mechanism in an onion crutch summer in Texas exactly in August. you yeah. know at least get a fridge like I have now and yeah. do it that way or at least a portable cooler and, right. and jack it up with ice uh, every couple of days but I will say the fact that you shouldn't age some beers has made me buy less of certain things sure just so it doesn't hang around as long right like, like i don't buy you know 50 cans of mosaic ipa from <laughs> right. a community you know you'd buy a reasonable six pack and go through it and then go buy another one right get the fresh stuff you know, all within the same night yeah well that may have happened before but <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, thank jesus they have the uh, lash now which can deliver <laughs> us true some mosaic ipas and now mosaic in the can just a little That's shout true. out to them yeah and uh yeah exactly now we have the bells to Ardale. That's true. Which, uh, next week we'll be covering the uh, Bells launch here in Texas yeah. over at Common Table. They'll be releasing the uh, Amarillo IPA. Some, it's an Amarillo-based IPA. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. Amarillo in my right. That's what it is. Yeah. I was about to say Amarillo say by it Morning. A, it has a catchier name than yeah. that, but I couldn't remember it. Yeah. I was going to say Amarillo by Morning, but that's a George Strait song. Because so. that's next week's episode. Yeah. That is a nice it's a vertical ahead. tease. It's a vertical tease. I had <laughs> episode 91. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of annoyed by the fact that I buy so much beer and don't drink it right away, but it's also like a health decision that I don't drink it right away, Yeah, because I don't need to be drinking beer every day, you know, and <laughs> right. it, I'm, I've got I've got a ton of beer, but some of it specifically I'm holding back, because you're right, it's a special buy, it could, maybe it costs, I don't know, 15, 20 bucks a bottle, and right. I'm intentionally saving it for something special, it's, right. I realize not all beer is made to age that way, but if you age the, the right ones the right way, it can right. be a really pleasant experience. Yeah, like and, I said, rarity doesn't necessarily dictate it because, like, Plenty yeah. the Elder sometimes is hard to find. Yeah. That kind of stuff, you still drink it right away. But, yeah, I think some of the more bigger stouts and stuff like that that yeah. are kind of harder to get and you get a couple, I tend to, and I think you do the same thing. You drink one and you keep one for a while. And yeah, that, that's one later. I was about to say, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, <clears throat> if it's afford- an affordable price point, Yeah, uh, which is, seems like with the bigger beers it's becoming less and less so, but... I, I like getting one well, fresh and tasting it. it. Well, I can, but it's matter of want to afford it or not. <laughs> right. 
like enjoy a fresh one and then yeah save one hold one back and see how it goes right see how it, how it transforms i think that's one of the cool side effects of beer is seeing how uh beer changes over time yeah you know, seeing how the tastes change and i think a lot of them unless they specifically say like the shoot should be on that list of ones that are okay both ways because they used to have a series where they had a few that you were supposed to wait until right like it was like a year later before right. you're supposed to drink it so, so of there course you those you wait but yeah. otherwise i'd say it is good like you said have one fresh and then try one later and then you kind of i think some things get a lot better i mean like lakewood we've had several times they're yeah. barrel aged temperatures I think that actually gets a lot better if you give it about six, seven months. Conversely, I do understand the brewer's point of view that says we brew this beer, most of it, yeah, to for you to enjoy fresh off the shelf because there's a number of things can go wrong, especially if you're in bottles. Sure. Light it could be light struck and cause all kinds of problems, skunking and all that jazz. Keep uh, it in a cold, dark area. Yeah, people may not may not keep it in a cold, dark area. They may not be as you know, knowledgeable about keeping sure. beer sort fresh, and they don't want to be blamed for a bad product, of course. They may keep it in an open box in a garage. They may do that. <laughs> they may turn on a heater in the middle of August in an onion crotch Texas summer, <laughs> focus it directly on that box right. of beer. And then complain that it's bad. And then bad. complain that it's bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think there's, I think the shoot's had it right. There's a middle ground. Some beers are meant to be that way. Some beers age f- perfectly fine. And some beers you should drink fresh. I don't think you should always, all, always drink fresh. Sure. And plus, they you know they want you to buy fresh, so you're buying more and more now. Oh well, yeah, they want. So yes, there's always that element more, too. Yeah, I mean, it's probably probably not the primary concern, but it's definitely a concern. They it's, want you to buy more and more yeah. and more. It's a thought. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right. Well, after this, we're going to talk about 903, which is a little brewery out of Sherman, Texas. <laughs> Barbaco Apparel. Barbaco Apparel is a San Antonio-based independent clothing line that caters to Texans and Texans at heart. To find out more about Barbaco Apparel or to buy your favorite taco tea, go to barbacoapparel.com. So, 903 Brewing. I don't have a lot. I haven't had a lot of beers from them. <laughs> you don't have a lot? I don't have a lot. Yeah. I don't have a lot in my belly. <laughs> I was going to say that. Not yet, anyways. I haven't had a lot of beers from them. I have had their the main beer, I think, of their flagship beer. is probably the Chosen One Coconut or the... Uh, the Sasquatch. The Sasquatch, the yeah. chocolate. I would uh, say that's probably yeah. their... Yeah. Those are probably their two most famous beers that I know of. Well, they're two of their top ten beers. I mean, you have those two. Uh, you have the Land of Milk and Honey, which we're doing a variant of today. Uh, cracking Up Pecan Porter. And the Sugar on Top IPA and the Rude's Red, uh, Ruse Red Ale. Now, I have had the Sugar on Top IPA before. That's, that's different. It is a sugary IPA, which is a little different. Is it like desserty? Uh, not quite that much. It just has like a little hint of sweetness to it. You know, kind of like us and how yeah, we are in general. Yeah. Mostly bitter. But Mostly bitter, but a hint of sweetness. Yeah, a yeah. black heart. Mostly yeah, bitter. Absolutely. But a touch of sweetness. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Nothing I've ever had from 903 has ever blown my socks off. I usually don't like them, actually. Yeah. I, I think I've had three. Uh, they're different. I had the coconut and the uh, Sasquatch, which I didn't like either one of those. Really? And I thought the uh, so you're the one on top that, was okay. you're the one that Javi called out. Probably so, because yeah. I just never have liked them. He thought it was me. I remember he pointed fingers at me. He literally took all of his fingers, all ten fingers, yeah. pointed directly at me like Frankenstein walking. That's weird. Back in the old cereals. It's a weird way and, to call you out. Yeah, pointing me out as the 903 hater. I actually yeah. like the uh, I like the chocolate, Eddie. Yeah. I don't no, know why it was me. Yeah. I don't know why you're such a 903 hater. 
Well, we'll see if they change my mind with this. Because yeah. I never have had the regular milk and honey either. I haven't either. And uh, this one is a golden uh, milk stout. And uh, it's based on their regulars, the uh, land of milk and honey. But we're talking about the mint chocolate kinda, chip. Kind of like we've said a few times. Right. The uh, mint chocolate chip <laughs> milk and honey. Right. Uh, the description for... There's not a description for this one. Right. So just take this description here and add mint chocolate chip. Right. Uh, it is Our stout has been set free from the restraints of traditional style guidelines. It's a honey stout brewed with roasted malt and lactose for smoothness. Local honey from Cross Farms gives a light Christmas with just a touch of sweetness. All this goodness makes... All this goodness make <laughs> in a land of flowing with milk and honey. There's a and mint chocolate chip. Yeah, all this goodness make in a land flowing with milk and honey. That's their sentence, not mine. Mm, or that's untapped sentence, not mine. Yeah, or actually, that's beer advocate sentence, not mine. Sounds like a typical nine oh three so far. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hater. No, you can actually blame beer advocate on that one. The, yeah, beer, yeah. the beer bros on that one. Uh-huh. So this beer, no surprise, doesn't have any ratings on beer advocate or rate beer. Yeah. I think it's very specific, probably just to this location, good friend. Right. Uh, and Untapped, it does get a 3.72 out of 5. There's no information on their website, uh, so very scant, scant information. But mm. like I said, so maybe, take this a, a, maybe this is a fake variant. A golden milk stout, add mint chocolate and chips. Yeah. Mint chocolate and chips. Sure. Not chocolate chips, it's chocolate and chips. Right. Nice, uh, some Pringles. Yeah. Add in some ruffles. Yeah, some salty chips, yeah. yeah. Well, let's see if uh, Nando 3 can actually change my mind with this one. I'm... I'm rooting for him. I don't want to hate him. I just do. Knowing you, you're always dug in the ground. They're not a real Dallas brewery anyway. They're in Sherman. Sherman's like the Abilene of the DFW Metroplex. <laughs> that is a very confusing sentence. <laughs> so it doesn't really count. From where they are, they might be described colloquially here in, colloquial? yeah. colloquially here in Texas as BFE. Yeah. Oh, definitely. They're, they're definitely like BFE. Halfway between here and Oklahoma. I mean, we jokingly refer to uh, Plano as BFE from where yeah. we are in East It's Dallas. not really, though. But Sherman is definitely BFE yeah. from here. Sherman's probably a good hour from here, 45 yeah. minutes at least. And if you don't know what BFE is, go look up. Yeah. Go to Urban Dictionary. Look at the acronym, and you'll be yeah. able to find it. But, yeah, it's it's literally about halfway between here and Oklahoma. Yeah. So just – I know if you don't know where DFW is to Oklahoma, then go look at a map. Go, yeah. Go go to Google it's, Maps. It's open not it right there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a couple hours minimum. You're almost dipping your toes in the Red River. Right, exactly. Point. And which place we could go play? Choctaw. Uh, we're right, nine exactly. to three. Might as well go to Choctaw. <laughs> or up there. Yeah, exactly. Do a little uh, and really expensive gambling. And you know the Prairie uh, Mob will be very oh, strong up there. They'll be waiting across the red. <laughs> At, on the other side of the red, they'll be waiting for us. Absolutely. Spy satellites already focused on us <laughs> as we're as we're approaching the red. Anytime anyone from Brew Bloods gets close to the border, <laughs> they come out in mass. The Oklahoma State Patrol will be waiting at the border. <laughs> right. There's them Brew Bloods boys. Yep. Absolutely. They, they basically all sound like they're from Hell or High Water. Yeah. I was going to say, they all sound like Jeff Bridges from <laughs> Hell or High Water. Even though they were all from uh, West Texas, allegedly, even though yeah, it was exactly. from New Mexico, incorrectly. Yep. All right. Well, after this, we'll talk about 903 and the land of milk and honey chocolate chip, chocolate chip, milk and honey. 903 Brewers was founded in Sherman, Texas in June of 2013. Jeremy and Natalie Roberts wanted to open a brewery to, quote, make great beer for a great community. Jeremy is both the founder and the head brewer. 903 has won a few different awards. But their prized beer is their Imperial Sasquatch Chocolate Stout, which took home a silver medal from the Great American Beer Festival in the Age Beer category. In addition to the Sasquatch, 903 features five other beers on regular rotation. They are the Mythical Creature IPA, a West Coast IPA, the Crackin' Up, a robust pecan porter, the 903 Blonde, a Blonde Ale, the Chosen One, a Coconut Ale, and the Milk and Honey, a Honey Stout brewed with lactose. So the BJCP for a milk stout, a.k.a. sweet stout in this case, right. it's a very dark, sweet, full-bodied, slightly roasty ale, often tastes like a sweetened espresso. The uh, typical IBU is 20 to 40. We've got zero in this case. 
And the ABV is 4 to 6%, and I think this one clocks in at 6.5%. I would hope someone mint chocolate chip is not very bitter. I Well, unless you're talking dark chocolate. Right. But you often don't see, like if you're just perusing the Ben & Jerry's aisle right. in, your, in your local Tom Thumb or Kroger. You don't usually have a scoop of ice cream that's really bitter. I don't yeah, know. Oh, there's not a lot of dark chocolate ice creams out there. True, yeah. I mean, at least not in these parts of the world. I mean, we right. do enjoy our sweet-ass Blue Bell, you know. True, yeah. To fatten our hog asses up. You know, for the hunt right. every every summer. Pretty much. But, yeah, you don't see a lot of dark chocolate ice creams. I know there's some out there. I know I've seen them at Whole Foods. But yeah, if you're just talking your average Joe ice cream. And there's, like, toffee and stuff like that. But toffee is not bitter. Eh, can be. Toffee is not bitter. <laughs> Depends. Toffee is sweet. We'll table that. And scrumptious. We'll table you want that. a table toffee? Do we need to open up the, to- the toffee cast? We'll do a different toffee cast, yeah. <laughs> Spin off of root bloods. <laughs> right. Toffee bloods. Exactly. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> it's got here's, a very limited here's scope. Toffee again. <laughs> we could sample toffees from around the world. Uh, we can and I that. guarantee, I guarantee you would never find a bitter toffee. Yeah, true. Unless you spiked it with some hops, you just wrapped your toffee up with some hops. We'll see. I'm not willing to concede that. All right, we're going to start the toffee cast next week. <laughs> All right, episode 91. But we're not here to talk about toffee. toffee cast. We're really not. So the aroma for a milk stout should be mild roasted grain aroma, sometimes with coffee and/or chocolate notes. I would expect chocolate in this case. Uh, an impression of cream-like sweetness often exists. Fruities can be low, moderately high. Diacetyl should be low to none, and hop aroma, low to none. Amazingly enough, this one has a minty aroma, which I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's it's very minty. You're not getting a lot of chocolate there. It's mostly minty, I would say. A little bit of chocolate. It kind of reminds me of a Klondike bar. Yeah, a little bit. What yeah. would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> For a Klondike beer. Pretty pretty limited what I would do, actually. Yeah. I would rob a bank. Yeah, exactly. Might, might kill a few people. <laughs> I would definitely run over a homeless person in the middle of the night. Right. With, well, yeah, but you do that anyway. Yeah. It's just would, a thing you do. I would definitely punch that guy over there. Oh, that I don't guy? know why. Just saying. Yeah. He's just hanging out drinking a beer, but I'd definitely go punch him for a Klondike <laughs> bar. Basically, what wouldn't he you would do? He would understand. What wouldn't you do for a Klondike bar? He would understand what you did. No, but I'm asking you, what wouldn't you do for a Klondike bar? Most all those things that you were talking about. I would maybe pay like 50 cents for one. That's would you, about would you, all I would do. Would you butt chug this beer for a Klondike bar? No. Man. I don't care about You Klondike are not bars. living life to the fullest. I don't care about Klondike. Yeah, but you're not, you don't, you're not experiencing life in that Dionysian way, which you all should be. God, don't bog. Not a, shut up, Sean. <laughs> trying, I'm trying to do the show here for the, for the B1s. <laughs> right, exactly. Doing the show here for the B1s. I don't know what you're doing. I'm doing it for you. Oh, All right. No, I'm doing it for them, too. So definitely very Klondike smell, though not as sharp. Like a Klondike bar is definitely way more sharp. This is yeah. like a pillow mint, almost, yeah. that you get at a, at a, at a nice hotel. Because only the, only the nicest hotels have pillow mints. This almost has kind of a York peppermint patty aroma to it or something, too. It's not very... Well, maybe peppermint, yeah. You know, it's just got like a hint of mint. It's not really super strong, but yeah. it's there for sure. Oh, there's well. a little bit of chocolatiness, so it's kind of like a mint pepper. Uh, peppermint patty. You know, speaking of peppermint patties, I always wondered, did peppermint patty, the Charlie Brown character, does she smell like peppermints? Why was she called peppermint patty? <laughs> I have no idea. I, always, I haven't thought about Charlie Brown in a long time. Well, then you're not. You're missing out on Christmas time. That's true. I always figured she probably smelled like yacht. Like, she smelled like old peanut butter. And Well, that one kid definitely smelled like yacht. Not, yeah, not uh, not Pigpen. Pigpen. Yeah. We're talking about, because she just smells like, she probably smells like sweat and <laughs> like a leathery softball. Yeah, maybe so. Not peppermints. Never understood that. I don't Very know. Very confusing title, Charles M. Schultz. Yes. Now, now, pillow mints. Do you enjoy the pillow mint at a hotel? Doesn't it feel like, are you, am, I, am I supposed to enjoy this when I go to bed? 
So I can have minty fresh chocolate breath. And then I have to brush again because yeah. now I have sugar teeth. But then again, maybe it's right before you make love to your lover. Yeah. Before you bed them down. It's probably good for that, yeah. Before you kick on the Michael Bolton Valentine <laughs> special. <laughs> exactly. Make sweet, sweet love. It always a ni- it's always a nice surprise, though, to, all, to have a nice chocolate mint. Yeah. I don't generally get to stay at those kind of places, but... You stay at the Motel 4s? They don't usually do that at Hampton Inn. That's true. They barely even <laughs> clean, the, clean the tubs at Hampton Inns. Right. So this smells like a pillow mint a beer so far. Let's hope it's as good as a pillow mint. Yeah. It's definitely unfiltered. Uh, yeah, definitely unfiltered. We actually have some sunlight. Definitely dark red copy in the appearance. According to BGCP, it should be very dark brown to black in color. Can be opaque. If not, it should be clear. Creamy, tan to brown head. And we should say there is... It poured with a little bit of head, but yeah. it's completely gone. There and is no head. There is no head. It might as well be Kool-Aid. <laughs> I think... I think uh, Minty Kool-Aid might have more head than this beer. True, yeah. And this is this is fresh off the tap, by the way. We're not pouring out of a bottle or anything like that. Yeah, it's not an aged bottle. And it's not a nitro. It's not off cask. True. It's fresh out of the tap. So no no head at all. It is uh, a headless It doesn't even room. really barely even have like a white rim. No. And there's really nothing. I really, it, has, it looks like flat, so, like a flat soft drink. Yeah, it does. Yep. Uh, definitely opaque. Definitely uh, brown, more brown than anything. Uh, definitely. There's a little coppery to it, yeah. When they talk about, you know, a golden, the golden stout. Yeah. Most golden stouts, which are few and far between, but like the brunch money, it's definitely a golden color. There's no golden color here. No, this looks coppery. This could be more in the direction of what adjuncts did they put in the beer that could I don't not having had the milk and honey, I can't say what it looks like, but maybe That's the true. adjuncts affected the color in this case. Yeah. But it definitely does fit in with the typical sweet beer uh, milk stout profile. So Absolutely. Now the flavor should be uh, dark roasted grains and malts should dominate the flavor as in a dry stout and provide coffee and or chocolate flavors. Hot bitterness is moderate, lower than in a dry stout, My, uh, medium to high sweetness, often from the addition of lactose, and the mouthfeel should be medium to full-bodied and creamy, low to moderate carbonation. Definitely no. low. It's definitely low. Aren't you lactose intolerant? I am not. I used to no. be. And then, oh, look G- at you, pal. and then I got the touch of Jesus, and he healed me from <laughs> lactose intolerance. Nice. I no longer uh, poop my brains out when I eat a square of cheese, <laughs> a cube of cheese at a, as a generic business. You don't snot all over the place? Yeah, like used to when I go to a generic business mixer. I'd have one cube of cheese and just like <laughs> right. just scream and die everywhere, but not anymore. Not anymore. That's why they quit inviting you to generic yeah. business mixers. But then I went to uh, Benny Hinn, and I got the power of Jesus, touched me, slapped upside my forehead, right. and now I'm whole again. <laughs> now I can have one cube of cheese at a business mixer, a generic nice. business luncheon. I hate business luncheons. Yeah, me too. That is minty. You know, this does compete with the uh, our other one of our local favorite breweries, uh, Liquid. Their Thin Mint Temptress, which is designed to taste just like a Girl Scout's Thin Mint. And maybe we should have done a head to head on these, but <clears throat> yeah, we didn't know this existed until we walked in the door, so we couldn't have done <laughs> True. that. True. So this is in the mint category, and having the honey element to it definitely makes it different. Uh, yeah, one. the the Thin Mint is definitely. It's almost exactly like drinking yeah. a Girl Scout. Like if you were put in a blender, mix it with some blood, and drink it, yeah. it's definitely a lot more like that. Yeah, man, this does mix everything. Like it, it has the mint, it has the chocolate chip, it it's has the honey. Well, it's definitely not the the corners aren't as sharp as as the cinnamon. It's everything it says it's supposed to be. Which the cinnamon is a good beer. Yeah, because I think it's a perfectly. Well, there's no honey in that. Too, yeah, but so I'm saying it's a perfect different. representation of what it's trying to imitate. Right. And this is definitely more pillow minty. I'm definitely filling the pillows, and this time there are pillows. <laughs> yeah, but the honey element is makes it really different, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's rounding it out. Yeah. It's definitely providing more yeah. of the sweetness. 
which is interesting. I don't know that I've ever really. I mean, I've had beers that have like a honey element to it, like maybe local buzz or something. But sure. you know, this this is like someone took one of those uh, honey bears and squeezed it into a vat of beer. I wouldn't go that far. Like, it's definitely very prominent. Uh, it's very prominent. It's okay, not okay. I thought you. I thought you were going to go for into a pint glass and say it's not that sweet. No, I said into the vat. It's like they took the really sweet processed honey and threw right. it in there, and I mean it's very noticeable. It is very noticeable. Yeah, it's not overpowering though. Yeah. Now what you're saying, it's you're saying like Smokey the Bear came in and pooped out his honeycombs into the vat, into the kettle, and that's not what that's not that is not what's happening here. It's pretty strong. The chocolate, it is, it the chocolate's is pretty strong, and then the honey's pretty strong to me. I disagree. And I think the mint is more subtle. I think you're 100% wrong. Yeah. I'm not, though. You can think that, but... I think you're... I'm definitely you're correct. You're 75% wrong. I'm definitely we, you, correct. You should admit that. You're at least 75% wrong. No. Not gonna... You're, I have to tell the truth, not, and that's what no, it tastes you, like. You're like Toulouse. You never tell the truth. <laughs> oh, wait. I guess he always does tell yeah, the truth. Yeah, I was gonna say, I am like Toulouse. You're the anti-Toulouse. You're, you're the bizarro Toulouse. <laughs> no. You never speak the truth. The truth. <laughs> You're fake news, Mark. That's what it is. Yeah, I think you're completely wrong. You're trying, to, you're trying to promote 903. You're 903's corner. Oh, I know. So you're here you are. Here you are. You're big 903. Typical, you're, you're typical 903 hater. <laughs> always going around. You're waving your anti-903 banners. You're big Sherman beer. Over you're there touting Sherman beer. You always have the, the uh, numbers 903 on a banner you carry around. You're the Trump protest, but it's got the big uh, cross hatch on it to cross them out. <laughs> you're always down at, the, down at uh, Dealey Plaza. Around all the assassination conspiracy theorists, waving that in their faces. For, for a beer from Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> it makes complete sense. You're always anti-903. Always. It's all you ever talk about. It's, it's uh, I do tend to be, and yeah, I, I just tend to be. They just The way they make things is not in my bag, generally. And here I again? Have not had the, I've not had the barrel-aged Sasquatch, which is the one I've heard is really their creme it, de la creme. It's a really good beer. That's the one I haven't had. I've just had the regular. I don't know why you're downplaying that as well. Here you are. Over I tables. haven't had it, so I'm not playing it down or up. So basically, you hate this beer. Uh, well, we haven't gotten to ratings yet, have we? No, but we're not two ratings, but yeah. I can still ask you for your opinion now. You can ask, but I won't tell you until we get to ratings. Uh, God, you're even more wrong. Now you're up to 83.3% wrong. <laughs> have to wait till ratings. Then you'll know. All right. Let's throw down the hammer for ratings. Ratings. Go ahead, Mark. All right. I guess I'll call it Pooh Bear, because it's, although Pooh Bear enjoys too much honey, this is like Pooh Bear Light. It's got a touch of honey. He's on a diet. It's, it's not, not It's beer. not as sweet as Mr. Wrong over here, uh, Willie Wrong over here, will reclaim it to be. I know it's, when we get to him and his ratings. You have no idea what I'm going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. To me, this is just like, uh, it's just like a pillow mint at a hotel. I think it's with maybe just a little bit more sweetness than your typical pillow mint. It tastes very, very much like that. It's somewhere between a pillow mint and, and a thin mint. From the Girl Scouts, from your old Girl Scouts. If you dipped them in honey, it, uh, not dip. If you yeah. dab the toe of of a of a thin mint, if you dab the thin mint toe in a, a spot, a thimbleful of honey, that's what you have here. Mm. Okay. Mm. If you say so. Mm. Yeah, you can say I'm right. Just go ahead and say uh, I'm right. I will never say that. Because I am one hundred three point three percent right. <laughs> For some reason, I always going point three degrees. Yeah, because you're fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I enjoy this beer. It's not one I can have more than one glass of because it's very sweet, and it's very minty. It definitely falls in that dessert beer category. It's not one I could uh, I could probably butt chug it, but I couldn't chug it, chug it. Hey, there's something we agree on. I think it's got a great smell. I think you can it, have more than one of these. I think like Denny Green said it is. It is what it says it is. And I think it's a fine representation of what it's trying to be. Not my favorite dessert, dessert beer by any stretch. Um, I think they're on the, the top of the mouth, there's just a little bit of soapy quality that is a little off-putting, but not enough to 
declare this beer a complete disaster. It's not that. So it's a good beer. Not my favorite dessert beer. I'm going to go with a four out of five. Well, this beer definitely has a lot of stuff going on, and they definitely touch base with everything they have going on, so I definitely give them credit for that. There's definitely honey in there. There's definitely chocolate chip. Uh, there's a little, there's a milk element to it, and mint is definitely prevalent. So all of that, all of that is available, and uh, that's very generic. They did make, they did mix that in, and so they didn't say anything. There's oftentimes that a beer will claim to be something, and then you're like, I wouldn't know that's supposed to be in there unless I read the can, and that's not true here. They definitely represented everything that they are trying to represent. Um, if you're talking about just pure. Uh, minty beers. I think the Sen Mint from Lakewood is above and beyond better than this one. And that's... This one's not trying to be a straight-up Girl Scout cookie like that one is, so they're not exactly the same. But if I was going to pick a minty beer, there's no doubt I would I would grab that one ten times out of ten over this. Um, I feel like the mint, like you said, it does add a little bit of a soapy flavor to it. And I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I think the honey... It's not overbearing, but I think it's a little too present for the mint chocolate chip version of it. I think maybe the milk and honey version, that it would make sense. Wrong. It would be fine, but I I think it's a little too prevalent here. Wrong. Um, And I also think the mint tastes a little fake or something. It just isn't isn't that great. I I think they do a better job in the Sin Mint, however they make the mint flavor appear in that beer versus what they did in this one. I also think this beer is a little too flat, and that may just be this poor. I don't know if that's necessarily their fault. That, that's a good point. But uh, I think this one's really flat. I would agree with you there. It is way flat. It's <laughs> like a flat soft drink. You're right. You're yeah. right. So Not wrong. All that together, for me, um, I couldn't drink two of these. I probably wouldn't get it again, honestly. Just not my just not my flavor palette, not my preference. Uh, so I would probably give this one, or not probably, I will give this one a 2.75 out of 5. Whoa! What did I did I proclaim it or what? Here comes the nine hundred three hater strolling down his path in his top hat and cravat. They still haven't won me over yet, right? Still holding up his anti nine hundred three sign. So far, that is correct. He's going to go after this. He's going to run up to Sherman and burn a cross in their front yard. <laughs> still holding out hope for that imperial Sasquatch. That'll save the day. Well, thanks for listening to episode ninety of Brewballs. Can't believe we've done ninety episodes, but here we are. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it. It's Why crazy. Are, it wasn't a joke. Why are you laughing no. at me? I was just, now, I'm, now I'm leaving. Now I'm insulted. I was just happy uh, about no. the fact we did that. No, it, it, that, you are fake laughing. Uh, well, I was trying to get into the spirit. I'm well, if, if you enjoy us for some reason, you may also enjoy The Break Room. You can listen to that show at breakroom.tv. All the links to enjoy that show. Wouldn't recommend that one. Uh, leave us a review that's, on iTunes. That's the 903 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yet you're part of it. Oh, I'm fully so admit I'm a part of you're it. You're part of the problem. Uh, leave us <laughs> a review on no iTunes. Doubt. We'd appreciate it. Helps us uh, helps people to find the show. Check out all the social networks: Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We are uh, at Brewbloods on all of those, even including and or Reddit. If you have any comments, you can email us at brewbloodshow at gmail.com. Said that weird. <laughs> any calls four six nine five seven three beer. It's four six nine five seven three two three three seven. Catch you guys next week for the uh, bells release in Texas. Uh, live Looking from Common that. Table. Jeff Probst. Probst. <laughs>